0: All right, let's unlock this and get ready to go. All right, we are started up and ready to rock and roll on this Monday morning, May 18th, 2020, episode 395. I am your host, Patrick, and you're tuned in to We Live on a Planet, and I'm really glad that you are. We have a good show for you today. Currently, it is 54 degrees and rainy. Feels like 54, but it's gonna be about 60 degrees. Fahrenheit will take it. Rain's supposed to stop around 10 a.m. this morning. Winds are out of east, northeast, six miles per hour. Maybe after it stops raining, it will be drone weather. I did get to fly my drone. I'll talk about that later. Talk about other things that I did this weekend. It was a nice weekend, nice weather. Finally starting to feel like spring. We'll head on over to the History Channel's website, too. Get a wrinkle on our brain. And uh, I'll share share a quote with you, too, to start us off with the show. All that, much, much more. Right right here at We Live on a Planet. I couldn't spit that out. (laughs) All right, let's take off. Let's go. All right. We'll be right back. All right, I'm glad you tuned back in. Here we go. We've got uh, our quote that I want to start off the show with. Be patient with everyone, but above all, with yourself. Don't be disheartened by imperfections, but always rise up with a fresh courage. St. Francis de Sales. There was a lot of St. Francis's school I went to, the little tiny sleepy Catholic school that I graduated from right here in the city of Oswego, which is now closed, was um, Franciscan nuns there. And uh yeah, it's sad that my school is closed. It's nice though, I still keep in touch with my classmates. My, my graduating class, I think there was only like 33 of us, really small school. If you follow the show, you've heard me talk about it before and We've been zooming, and we haven't zoomed in a couple weeks, but we got to zoom again. It's always nice to zoom. So I got to fly my drone. Oh, I was so happy. I got to fly it yesterday, and uh, I wanted to fly it Saturday, but it was just a little too windy. I have an app that you can set in the parameters uh, for your drone thresholds, and um I, I set mine for up at 200 feet, so I know if I put my drone up 200 feet, what the winds are going to be up, and that my little drone only can take about max, I mean, 18 mile per hour, you're really pushing it if you're going to fly it in anything like that fast, that high, but yeah, I was able to get it out, fly it around, and zip it around, and it's fun, it's really fun, but It's one of those things that's kind of boring all by yourself. I'm bored doing it all by myself. I want my buddy with me. I wish my buddy Corey was still in New York so we could just kind of go when I get a hold of him and be like, dude, let's go fly my drone, wreak havoc with it. It's so fun. The thing is really nimble and I get nervous when I fly it. I can't fly it out of sight, out of line. I have, Which legally you're supposed to always have line of vision when you're flying your drone. But uh, on YouTube, I've seen countless, countless videos where people are flying their drone like miles away from them so they can't see it. They're only looking at it on their monitor. And I have my tablet all hooked up for my drone. I got a MAV mount for my controller and it. The MAV mount will hold the tablet. So I've got a really big viewing screen. And now that I have bifocals, it's awesome because I can look down and see the screen and see it then I can look up and see my drone and see it. I, I'm really digging bifocals. I'm not happy that I had to get bifocals, but man, it's made uh, everything so much easier. I was really an- uh, anxious or anxious, no, hankering hankering to fly my drone as well because I was on Facebook rooting around and I saw a buddy of mine that I haven't uh interacted with in years and he had his drone out flying his drone um my buddy terry and it was so nice to see his drone fly out because his his, the sky was beautiful but his house was even more nice i was like holy cow terry your house is nice looking the windows and all that and he flew his drone up and zapped it up going away from him and it was just a really nice Nice shot, and it made me hanker to fly my drone so bad. So I was glad I was able to. I wouldn't be able to do that at my house and have it zip up. I've got too many wires around me and trees and stuff, and I'd be hitting something, and I all the fun of my drone would be over very quickly. Those things are finicky. You got to be careful with them. I I have seen my particular drone uh, on videos taking a beating though so the thing thing is pretty pretty strong yeah all right uh i got more to talk about all that much more but i got to get myself fueled up on coffee so stick around we'll be right back get yourself a cup of coffee or tea and uh join me we'll be right back access granted access is always granted to you so i'm so glad you're back did you get yourself a beverage i got one So I got to see my daughters this weekend too. So it was a great weekend. I got to fly my drone. So that was awesome. Got to see my babies. That was even better. Got some yard work done. So that was good. Um, I had a meeting or an appointment with my doctor Friday. It's so weird to do tele-calls with your doctor now. And uh, it was my head doctor. And he's really nice. I really like him. And I'm glad that I have a good rapport with him, it helps to have a good rapport with your doctor and to like your doctor and to be able to trust your doctor. And uh so I had my call with him and that went really well. They had a little med adjustment, which is good. Sometimes that needs to happen and the older I get, the more aware of my symptoms I am and the more I, I want to manage them. I'm trying to be healthy the best I can. I'm I'm 50 now and I'm not going to get any younger. And so I'm really trying to be proactive with my health and my sobriety and no smoking, which is still going fantastic. And I feel free of that. I am vaping those little, um, small disposable cartridge vapes, but, uh, it helps just was something but I'm ready to quit that too I really am so yeah I got to see my baby so that was really nice and my youngest daughter uh, came over yesterday for her last birthday present and um, my wife had ordered her some really cool earrings that she really liked and I stocked her all up with a bunch of K cups because we got her Keurig machine for her birthday is what she wanted so she didn't have to buy coffee every morning before work So that was good. I was proud of her that she was making that conscious effort of wanting to save. And I loaded her up with a bunch of tea and some hot cocoa and some hot apple cider and other things like that so she could try those in her machine to see if she would like them. Then my oldest came over with her boyfriend, and it was really nice to see them both. And my oldest is uh, probably about 40 minutes drive from us where our youngest is right across the river, right? And it's funny. I'm on fifth street and my youngest is on fifth. So we're <laughs> but just different fifth, man. My kids are growing up though. They really are. And it really hit me this, my youngest, her last birthday when she turned 25, it really hits me where I'm like, man, I, I, I'm old. <laughs> I don't feel old though. I don't think fifty's old though, but it just, when it when you know that you have a 33 year old and a 25 year old, that makes you feel, I don't even know if it's old, but it just really hits me. It's hitting me, I guess. And it's really nice to see my children grow into the fine young women that they have grown to be. And I'm so proud of them. And they're both so talented and friendly and loving people. And, just, I feel really proud, proud of them. Anytime they do anything, it's it's a nice feeling being a dad. That's for sure. Oh, I can't wait to my wife's uh, friend, our friend, um, Lisa makes. She's makes these fantastic homemade Italian desserts, and she's just uh, it makes great Italian food. And she made these cream cones and they're like this pastry dough that is in a cone shape filled with this like a homemade whipped cream flavored whipped cream oh my gosh they were to die for they were so good for my wife's birthday which was the fifth um she brought them over for her and i i devoured half of them even though they were for my wife i was like i can have one of those right she's like yeah i'll share them with you and i was like yes <laughs> and uh they were so good and my wife's going to be making some i think today or tomorrow she got the recipe for my friend our friend lisa and um got the cones for or you got these little cones that you wrap the dough around before you bake them can't wait they'll be "Mm, yummy and then I'm, i'm excited too. my trip to gettysburg will be coming up in july my wife got me that for my birthday and hopefully the coronavirus has died down by then we're staying in a groovy little airbnb can't wait all right stick around when we come back we'll head on over to the history channel's website and see what happened on this day of history or the fact site we'll all decide it'll be it'll be a surprise so stick around so you can be surprised i'll be right back back, back, back. all right history channel's website is the winner so that's what we're going to do right now on this day pope john paul ii is born he was a really beloved pope and, uh, I mean, he forgave the guy who shot him, for crying out loud. He was born on this day in 1920. 1920. All right, what else happened this day? And he's the Pope that I really remember a lot. I, You know, growing up, that's the Pope I remember seeing the most. And uh, the new Pope, though, he's he's pretty hip. He seems to be hip. I know the Catholic religion's struggling some, so you need to have somebody in there that's gonna, I don't know, mix it up a little bit. All right, here we go. On the, also on this date, here's one for the 21st century in 2012. Facebook raises 16 billion, and largest tech IPO in U.S. history. Facebook, the world's largest social network, holds its initial public offering, which is an IPO, and raises 16 billion. Largest technology IPO in America's history to date. Wow. 1896 Supreme Court rules in Plessy versus Ferguson. Famous Plessy versus Ferguson. Equal and separate accommodations for the white and colored races on rail on rail cars is constitutional, and it's terrible because uh, they ended up having. Um, Brown versus Board of Education. Topeka overruled. Okay, 1980, I remember this. Mount St. Helen erupts at 8.32 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mount St. Helen erupts, killing 57 people. Wow. I didn't realize people died in that, but I do remember it. 1860 Abraham Lincoln is nominated for presidency at the Republican Convention. Uh, 1974 India joins the nuclear club. Okay, what else do we have? 1861. Well, it didn't take long after President Lincoln was uh, became president that a newspaper prints scathing report about First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln. So see, even back then, newspapers, news, everybody's been just, you know, if it bleeds, it reads. That's the way news is. So they had tabloids even back then. So it's not like the National Enquirer is anything new. They were doing it back then. Okay. um, What else do we have? Man, not much. 1593 Playwright Thomas Kid's accusation leads to an arrest warrant for Christopher Marlowe. Okay, 1593. Never even heard, no clue what this is. This is kind of dry on this day of history. Hopefully you're still with me. <laughs> I'm bored myself, so hopefully it's not boring you. <laughs> uh yeah. Geez. 1989 that's the year i graduated one million protesters take to the streets in beijing i think is that tiananmen square i remember yeah took place around tiananmen square i remember that because i can remember one of the protesters standing right in front of a tank and uh the tank was trying to move it around him and he would get right back in front of the tank Eighteen sixty-three, the siege of Vicksburg commences, and May eighteenth, U- Union General Ulysses S. Grant surrounds Vicksburg, the last Confederate stronghold on the Mississippi River. Um, Seventeen eighty-three, United Emperor, Empire Loyalists reach Canada, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, we kind of learned a wrinkle on our brain. (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe uh, the fact site will be a little bit better than the history channel's website, because this day of history, nothing really too exciting. It was kind of dry. No. No, we did not like it. Sorry about that. Uh, Stick around. Please stick around we we'll are head on over to the fact site next. See if uh, that's any better. We'll be right back. Uh, oh, stop it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning back in. Just a word of note. I am in no way diminishing loss of human life or saying that stuff is boring about the facts or the History Channel website when I was just talking about that. And saying, oh, geez, it was kind of boring today. You know, I don't think the people in Tiananmen Square would have thought that was boring or anybody at Mount St. Helens, family members that are still alive. So I don't mean it that way. I just meant that there wasn't anything that really jumped out on the page to me today like it does sometimes at the History Channel's website. So now that I got that out of the way, let's head on over to the facts site. And we are going to learn 15 astounding facts about Arizona. Arizona, you might say. Why Arizona? Why Arizona? Why not Arizona? I have my mother lives in Arizona. My sister lives in Arizona. My aunt lives in Arizona. I have a high school, or uh, not a high school, but an elementary and middle school buddy by the name of Matt. My buddy Matt lives in Arizona. The Fox family, Desert Fox and Foxy Lady, who uh, are podcasting buddies of mine, they're out in Arizona. I got engaged in Arizona and uh, I thought, why not share? Something about the Copper State or the Grand Canyon State. Those are some of the nicknames. Arizona was the 48th state to join the United States of America February 14th, 1912, uh, Valentine's Day. That has a population of 7.2 million people, making it the 14th most populous state. Arizona is bordered by states of California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, and Utah, with a total of uh 113,990 square miles of land it's the sixth largest state that is also 295,234 kilometers square if you're doing the math that way all right that's enough dry facts about that let's take a closer look at arizona itself we're not exactly sure how Arizona, Arizona was named. You know, a lot of states, you know how it got its origin, the founder or what it might be or how it got its name, but we still don't know the exact origin of the name Arizona. It's quite possible we never will. That being said, there are only two options. The first possible possible origin of the name goes back to the original inhabitants of Arizona, the indige- indigenous Odham people. Odaham people o-o-d-h-a-m i don't know if i'm saying that correct the legend goes there's a small spring in north sonora a state of mexico which shares its border with arizona when european settlers first arrived they asked the name of the area and they were told the name of the spring El sonken a l with a weird little thing over it s-o-n-a-k and the s has some little weird symbol underneath that el sanka excuse me this name then morphed through the spanish language into arazanka and eventually through english into arizona the other theory has a much simpler origin there was a large number of shepherds from the Basque Basque region of Spain in Arizona and Sonora, and it was named by them. Hmm. In Basque, there is a phrase hearts on, meaning the good oak, and it's theorized to have morphed into Arizona over time. Hartzona, Heart, H A R I T Z O N A, meaning the good oak harzona hmm. the first europeans to reach arizona were spaniards did not know that one of the best preserved meteor craters is in arizona the beringer meteor crater known as the meteor crater i would love to see that it's estimated to strike the earth around uh, fifty thousand years ago it's a mind-blowing one mile wide And 570 feet deep. Arizona was once a state of Mexico. The London Bridge was dismantled and moved to Arizona. You heard that correctly. One of the most bizarre stories to come out of Arizona is the tale of Robert McCall Sr. Who founded the city of Lake Havasu City. The London Bridge just so happened to be sinking and was beginning to become a safety concern at the time Robert was founding the lake Havasu City. So so what did he do? He brought the whole bridge, lamps and all, and had it shipped all the way to Arizona. The bridge was taken apart piece by piece and then reconstructed and to this day is the biggest tourist attraction in the surrounding area. Did you know that? Did you know the London Bridge was dismantled and moved to Arizona? I did not know that. Only about 15% of the land in Arizona is privately owned. The Grand Canyon in Arizona is not actually the deepest in the world. The Grand Canyon is amazing. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. When uh, my daughters, or when we got engaged, that's when we called our daughters and let them know where we were that we got engaged, we got engaged in um, Sedona, Arizona. But yeah, it's not, you know, even though the Grand Canyon reaches over a mile, just the depth of over a mile, the most, uh, there is a canyon in Tibet, which is incredible, uh, 19,000, or 19,715 feet. And the Grand Canyon is 6,900. 93 feet. Wow. Wow. Arizona is more than deserts and mountains. It's 27% forest. When most people think of Arizona, they think mountains, plateaus, and various other forms of arid landscapes. One of the most surprising facts about Arizona geology is that around 27% of its landscape is made of forest. To put that in perspective... France has just 2% more forest with 29% of its land being forested. Wow. Arizona doesn't observe daylight, t- daylight savings time, which I knew. Arizona is home to 13 different species of rattlesnakes. Yikes, so be very careful there. The very first McDonald's drive-thru was created in Arizona. Yeah. 1975. Cutting down a cactus in Arizona is a class four felony. The saguaro cactuses are protected, so yeah, that's takes a long time for them to to grow. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. That was enough enough facts about uh, about Arizona. We know there's a lot of snakes. Is that snakes or bacon frying? <laughs> Uh so yeah, we got a wrinkle on our brain. We got a wrinkle on our brain. Stick around, we'll be right back. Thank you. That was fun. I appreciate your time. I always do to my listeners in the United States and all around the world. It's just groovy to have you here and I appreciate it. Please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. You can be a part of the show too I'd love to have you share your story To the world Reach me at WLOAP.com Leave me a little email there Or a voicemail There's a spot You just push the voice button It'll automatically call me You can call me at 315-326-1882 It will ring five times And then go to voice message Just so you know But yeah, I would love to hear from you. It'd be great to share your story. Speaking of sharing stories, my upcoming interview this Wednesday will be with Peter McHugh. Peter's a fellow podcaster and somebody who's been following the show for quite some time. And he has an interesting story and he shared it right with me. And you'll be able to hear it this upcoming Wednesday. So remember, be patient with everyone, but also above all with yourself. Don't be disheartened by imperfections, but always rise up with fresh courage. And also, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. Thanks for your time, my friends. and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.